Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Apologies for our one-week hiatus. That is going to be on me for that. Uh, I was over in Oakland traveling, and uh, because of work, we weren't able to situate all this together. But I do apologize for that because we didn't even send out a tweet or anything. That was all on me. Again, my apologies. But we're back. We're going to be recapping everything that happened in the Stadio Azteca against Necaxa. We're going to be previewing the upcoming match against uh, our rivals in the CONCACAF Champions League. That's right. CCL Fever is back, baby. And then, of course, we're going to be re- uh, previewing the game against Tigres. And, uh, well, what more can we say? A lot of American news to be talked about in this episode. And as always, joining me today, it is none other than young Arnie himself. It is Brooklyn's very own AJ. AJ, how are we, my friend? Um, Doing good. It's been a while since we last podcast, and I do miss it. But it was scary for me last time because I had to host it all by myself. But hey, it's all part of the experience. But doing good. Did my Pilates. Did my aerobic training. Feeling good today. Feeling good, looking good, ready to talk about all things that are good for Las Aguilas and America here. And uh, we might as well just recap what happened prior to the Necaxa game because we didn't really preview that one. Uh, but it was Mazatlan. Let's just quickly go over that. I mean, it's, it's a little bit lost in translation because it is a little bit further out in the distance. But I would say that, uh, you know, it wasn't the most convincing game from America. We knew that they had to come in and do kind of like stamp their authority after that 3-0 victory against Chivas. They go into Mazatlan. We don't look our greatest, but maybe it could be because it was a quick turnaround. Um, obviously, you're on, on a cloud nine situation after beating your rivals. 3-0 at their home stadium. Then you go into Mazatlan, a second road game in a row as well to be conta- uh, taken into consideration. We win off an own goal, 1-0. I mean, really the narrative is going to be that Mazatlan shot themselves in the foot and we just kind of took advantage of that. But at the end of the day, it's three points and we continue to scale the table. Yeah, no, but all in all, just it wasn't Solari's best game, but he did his Solari magic. He ended up making Mazatlan score an own goal, and I will take that any day. I wish you could have scored more goals, but a, a goal's a goal, and three points is all that matters at the end of the day. No, definitely. I think that's the most important part to take away is that, you know, America then again accumulated uh, three points, and because of that, the international break was, um, I, I think, did us some pretty good stuff. Uh, got got some rest in there. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> our star striker does end up getting injured in the in the Mexican national team. Henry, of course, being now for Necaxa and for this upcoming match against um, Olympia. And then we'll see whether or not he's available for Saturday's match against Tigres. I think that's going to be one of those things where it's just kind of, you know, take it day by day and see what happens. Obviously, he didn't tr- travel with the squad. And uh, who knows? We'll see what happens, AJ. But uh, let's talk Necaxa. Let's talk America versus Necaxa. This was a matchup that I think all of us on paper were thinking, well, this should be a walk in the park for America. Um, but as always, this has never been a walk in the only walk in the park game we've ever had was that Chivas game. Aside from that, everything else has always been not so much walking in the park. I mean, just kind of give me your overall thoughts in regards to this game. America wins at 1-0, three points at the end of the day in the Estadio Seca. No, sorry, 2-1, two, two to one. Um, but again, it's, a, it's a, only a one-goal margin here. Um, what are your takeaways from this match? 
Um, scary, but once again, Solari doing his thing, working his magic. I was worried in the first half because that first half was not great. It felt like it was just the beginning of the tale of two halves once again. We let Martin Barigan, out of all players that we could have scored, um, that we got scored on, it had to be by him. It worried me. But Richard Sanchez came to the rescue with that amazing free kick, top bins, and Giovanni Dos Santos, out of all people, he ends up soaring high in the sky, heading it. He probably looked at Roy, he's like, that's how you finish it. That's how you finish a header. I think he secured a contract <laughs> at that point, like you mentioned. We were talking, he secured that contract now, maybe for another season. I think. But all in all, um, it was great, but the way we conceded that goal, though, it just should have not have happened. Just Jorge Sanchez and Emma Aguilera, it just did not look great. Just It felt like that left-hand side, they just allowed every Nikaxi player to just go there for free and try to set a cross up. But all in all, not the greatest America game, but hey, it's another three points, and I, can't go, I can never go wrong with that. Yeah, I, I think we continue to scale the table, like I said, and we continue to kind of, you know, somewhat have a, a sense of form coming into the Ligia because obviously we're at the you know latter end of the season where we're about what four three four games left in the season before we call it a you know uh, call it a wrap before playoffs kick in um but again like you mentioned you know we're not content with the performance uh but we are content with the results um, if that makes any sense to anyone listening out there I think I, I think it's the perfect way to kind of summarize everything. Could have been a better game. I think that it was quite a dull game, to be honest, AJ. I don't know if you agree with me. I mean, not to say that not a lot was happening, but it felt like it was a lot of uh, disrupting play. Nikaxa were definitely hitting us a little bit more, uh, trying to kind of disrupt the play. Um, you know, they 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 did as well as well as they could to hold their shape, which I think made it difficult for us to kind of break them down. But overall, I think that it was a it was a pretty good, entertaining game in regards to the tactic aspect of it all. Which I think Solari again, uh, you know, one ups um, Memo Vasquez in this one, and so you know, it it, uh, it it goes to show that we we chose the right manager because I said it here time and time again. If America would have got Memo Vasquez, this podcast would have been over. It would <laughs> not a podcast ever again. I would give up faith and hope on all things that I love. Um, but uh, it, it was nice to see that Solari, you know, at the end of the day, some of the moves a little questionable, but you know. We, we we walk over the three points, and I mean, you can't really discredit that. So, uh, at least on that aspect, we have something there. But uh, Chris saying, don't forget the friendly against Monterrey. I don't oh. really want to talk about that because that was not a game that anyone should have watched, even it's, if you were at the stadium. Look, you see, you said don't forget the key word, forget. Yeah, I want to forget about that friendly because even with some plays that we had, it just was bad. And Oscar Jimenez, man, I don't I don't know what's going on with him. Oh, but everyone wanted to say Oscar this, Oscar that, right? But I mean, back then, yeah. But now it's it's all it's all Ochoa. They used to call Mocho. They used to call Oscar Ochoita. Now he's just Oscar Jimenez. That's it. Now he's just Oscar. He's not, he's not even he, Oscar Jimenez. He's just Oscar. After that goal, he conceded. <laughs> he's just Oscar. Um, oh. lost his last name rights after conceding that goal. Um. But yeah, I mean, what can we say about that international friendly? But one thing I do want to highlight, though, and and big credit to America, this is the first game played in the states, uh, you know, I, after the whole pandemic situation. Uh, obviously, Texas, you know, loosened some of the restrictions. Um, I saw some people with masks. I saw the people that did not have masks. It was up oh. in the air. 
Um, but look, it, it's hard to monitor those things, right? It's not like you can have a security guard next to everyone at all times. Be like, oh, gotta wear a mask, gotta wear your mask, gotta wear. You know, it, these things are gonna have to be regulated somehow, some way. And I think as we progress throughout this year, we're gonna see that because you know things are starting to open up. Venues here, especially here in the states, I think you know little by little things are starting to open up. Mexico, that's a whole different situation. I, you know, well, we'll have to wait and see how they deal with that. But I mean, I mean huge huge props and huge kind of round of applause for America for getting this done. Um, it, it, from what I've heard, it went off uh, as a hit. It sold out. I mean, <laughs> it, it goes to show you the pool that America has, right? Even in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and maybe that is why Santiago Baños was able to afford to fly out most of the team, you know, because he did say that it, the expenses were just not, you know, plausible for America coming into uh, CCL. And so maybe this is why uh, this is why we were able to travel because of this friendly game. But all in all, uh, you know, regardless of the match, regardless of the fact that, you know, America didn't win, they didn't look their best. I mean, I thought Gio was going to be sacked after that game. <laughs> um, and then he goes on and, and scores a, the winning goal against Nakaksa. It goes to show you how topsy-turvy this sport really is. Um, but no, you know, just... You know, shout out to everyone who went to the stadium, um, to everyone that was out there, and then you know, the, followed all the safety protocols, went out there, enjoyed their time, was able to finally be back in the atmosphere of of a stadium and all that stuff. So you know, huge props to Turaila, a huge shout out to Prime uh, Prime Time Sports who um, helped orchestrate all of this as well and organize it. So huge shout out to them as well. They did an amazing job. And, uh, you know, and to Rayal as well for, for making the flight over here and putting on a pretty good entertaining matchup uh, for both set of fans. So, again, a uh, huge shout out to to um, to both teams, to Primetime and, and to Las Aguas de la America for putting on a good show and to everyone that was out there. But, uh, yeah, it, it is definitely not a game that we want to definitely recap or recall because uh, it was not a good one at all. Um, but let's go back to the Nakaxa game, AJ, because... Uh, I don't want to lose focus or track of what we were on about. Is there one player that stood out to you in this game? Because I don't, I don't, I don't think maybe one player did, but that's because of their absence. You know, I, I think, and and people are gonna think this is like wow, huge for me saying this, but I think Cordoba was very much missed. Yeah, no, especially after during the international um, break, and he was out due to a picture that he did post as well of that nasty um, toe injury that he had where he got stepped on completely. But yeah, I just feel like it's crazy when I hear you, out of all people, say Goyal was the most missed, and you bash on him, bash on him every single time. You're like, I actually miss him. Why, why, why does no one see on their timeline Ivan complaining about Cordova? But yeah, no, I think <laughs> See, after the after the way he played in the Olympic qualifiers, he was just playing out of his mind in that tournament. And I felt like if he was playing in this game too, I could have actually seen a different a different story. But if we're going to uh, just talk about like plays that stand out, honestly, there really wasn't any. If anything, I guess you go with Ochoa really with his big with his big time saves. But and mention the comments as well. Yeah, no, that goal by Richard Sanchez, that just that. Had everyone had a sigh of relief or like, okay, we're not gonna go down to Nekaxa. Good. Because if that was the case, there's huge problems. Everyone just would have been pointing at Solari and the starting eleven that he put out. But all in all, just wish that we could have played better than what we actually saw on that game against Nekaxa. Because look on paper, you're just thinking 
we shouldn't have a problem because Nikaxa, they don't have the best squad and they just are not playing that well. And then they felt like they were just bringing it to us in that first in that first half, which was scary. Second half, that's a completely different story. Yeah, and, and look, it's it's the same narrative that kind of has plagued America this whole season, right? Teams on paper that you should be blowing out of the water, you don't necessarily do so, right? And, and every opportunity has been presented to you in order to do that. I think you look at America against, you know, the likes of Queretaro, but we were up a man and couldn't capitalize on that. Only one by one goal. Uh, same against, you know, uh, San Luis and, and, and all that stuff. You know, games that where you should be winning by more than one goal margin, you end up not doing so. And so that's, that's I think, the most frustrating part about this is that you knew that Necaxa, even though Memo Vasquez got them back to a winning ways, it was only one game, you know? And it's like you said, squad for squad, we were the better team. And they had just lost their starting goalkeeper. So the fact that we aren't able to capitalize on these things is the thing that worries me the most because you had players like Roger out there. Players like Gio, who we just mentioned. Players, um, you know, like Fidalgo. You know, good caliber players that you would expect could have the possibility of capitalizing on on these kinds of stuff. Uh, but we don't. And then that's the most frustrating thing about it. I mean, we haven't... I, I, don't, I don't think I've seen anyone crucify um, Roger, but he's not looked any better than he has any other time i mean he's just gotten a couple more chances but he's just missed just as many you know it's just really sad because i'm one i feel like i'm one of the few people that does praise him and whenever he does get that playing time i really do hope that he scores and does his best but just this is some of the the opportunities he have just doesn't take them and it feels like at times he can get a bit selfish but he just does if he can't score a goal he does try his he does try his best to assist his teammates or get himself involved in the play, but all in all, it's just everyone's just scratching the back of their heads and just like, what does Solari see in Roy? Then why does he want to see him? But like you said, I feel like under Solari, he's been different compared to what he was under Piojo because I know well that him and Piojo, their relationship was not the greatest. But I feel like with Solari, something is different. Is something is different this time? But I just wish Roy would just start picking the pace up a bit. He wants to get. He wants to secure a move to Europe. So I just gotta put him in there to show the scouts and everyone why they want Royer in the first place. But just, mm, I don't know. I just hope, like in these in these last couple of games, especially in, Con- in the Concacaf Champions League, maybe he can make himself a name in that tournament and do something. Definitely, and look, I think this is the the, the kind of peculiar thing about it. It's it's the opposite of spectrum when it comes to Roger. I think it's like it's a a very much divided view of him. It's on one end, you know, Roger is a lost cause. Can't wait for Cristo Gonzalez to replace him. By the way, Christian's not here, but if he was, he would have an update on this rumor. I know that he he's very he's keeping track of all of this. So unfortunately, he's not here at the moment. I'll tell you guys a little bit later why he's not here. Um, but yes. And then we have, you know, the likes of Jacob who say, for me, Roger played good. He was trying to create chances. So I think it's really the kind of, you know, lenses that you're looking at Roger in, you know, whether you're trying to look at it with, uh, you know, the perspective of the glass half empty or the glass half full situation. And with Roger, I think that many of us are still viewing this as a glass half empty situation. I know at least I am. I'm with Chris on this one. I think that he just, and and I, I mean, 
I can see what Jacob is trying to say as well with the fact that he's saying, yeah, he's trying to create chances, but I, I, I don't think he did anything more than maybe Gio or Linus did too, you know? And so that's for me the most frustrating thing about it is that Roger, again, kind of just teases us with one, two, three good performances, and then we're left kind of in the dust saying, well, you know, we thought he was going to change. And again, like the toxic boyfriend that he is, it just does not change at all. When are we going to learn, America? When are we going to learn? Um, but I do want to highlight one thing. I think that the continuing the the continuation of that midfield that we continue to have that uh, Fidalgo, Pedro, and uh, Richard midfield. I mean, I, I, I you know it wasn't the most blossoming game for them, but it was more minutes under their belts together. Um, and I think that's gonna, you know, that's gonna spell good for America coming into the postseason, uh, for the for the Ligia, and then of course for future seasons to come. And um, you know, fingers crossed that this is gonna be hopefully uh, a, a prelude of, of of better things to come for America in the midfield department. But uh, anything else you want to kind of stand out, highlight, AJ? I mean, Aguilera also had a terrible game in my eyes as well. Yeah, no. I just wonder what um with with the um arrivals of Benedetti and Bruno Valdes back in the squad. I'm just wondering, you know, who's going to be swapping out, especially in defense, because you're looking at your center backs, Cáceres and Emma. Who's going to be the one that's going to take the seat on the bench and allow Bruno Valdes to start playing again? And me, which I would like to ask everyone, who you think will get replaced in that center back partnership? Is it going to be Emmanuel Aguilera or Sebastián Cáceres? For me. I'd say I'd take Sebastián Cáceres out and Bruno Valles goes in in his place. Yeah, that's what it's looking like, AJ. That's honestly what it's looking like. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But um, look, I, I, whenever Benedetti came onto the pitch and, and, and look, uh, I'm trying to put it right here. Now, uh, Jacob Lewis, now that Benedetti's back, I hope he doesn't get injured again. Look, whenever he stepped out on that pitch, I was like, please, no one touch him. No one touch him. No one foul him because that's going to be the end of his career. I, I cannot have that anymore at, at this team. I, 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 me and you coincide in this, AJ. I think it's time that America is done. And I think that we need to offload him in the summer. You know? I, say, I say he's the Colombian Jeremy Menes, but I got a lot of heat from that last time. So <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll stop from there. I won't say anything else. Because, look, obviously with the talent and everything that he's presented, I mean, if he wasn't so injury prone, then this comment would make a lot more uh, more of a thrill and excitement in me. Can you imagine Benedetti and Fidalgo playing together? Oof, what excitement, right? Yes, I agree. Maybe in FIFA, but maybe not so much in real life because I feel like Benedetti at any moment is just going to break on us, right? And it's just like... How much how much duct tape can we actually put on him before we just call it quits, you know? I mean, so, he's never had these kind of injuries like that back when he when he played in Colombia. Back when he played in Colombia, but I blame Jibber for all that. Yeah, put the blame on Jibber. Put the blame on Jibber. Hashtag Jibber. Stay out is what we're gonna be tweeting now because we don't want him anywhere near a club anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall. I, there's not really much to take away from this game. I mean, granted, there is, and, and we could sit here and maybe analyze it for another hour or so, but, I mean, I think we'd just be repeating ourselves over and over again. Um, look, overall, it's it's a good victory in the in the sense that we continue to, you know, win. And and how six game in a row that, we continue, that we've won? Um, if you can get me that stat, please. But it, overall, it's conf- it's a confidence boost for the team, right? I mean, you, you don't have your best game, yet you're still able to walk away with three points at home. You know, 
it's it's, it's a promising it's a promising outcome. Six matches in a row, and sadly, we what we would have been eleven one in one if it wasn't for the dumb Atlas mistake. Just imagine, and we would have been in first place actually, as well. Yep, we would have. We would have. By the way, we are uh, both American cruisers are steamrolling past the competition. Yeah, there's like a there's like a nine point difference. That's crazy with third and second nine point difference, and with four years remaining, that's gonna be tough. I I feel like Gonfly, we secured we well we already secured that spot. Oh, we we've secured think, our spot in in, in I want to I want to see them pu- I want to see them push the first though. I think they I think they can give Crystal a run. This match coming up in two weeks is going to be an interesting one, and I can't wait to preview that one because obviously we got to get through Tigres first, and I think that's going to be a real good test for America. But you have to you have to go guns blazing against uh, Cruz Azul, and I mean the you know the true test of wits is going to be in that one, and so I'm excited to see how that one pays off. So, uh, but look, that's that's in the future, and and at the end of the day, I think the most important thing to kind of kind of take away from this is the fact that America again uh wins continues that uh that winning streak and maybe a little bit of worry as to why some of these players aren't continuing to perform but still enough is enough to get us past the the door i mean this game kind of just you know explains itself if you look at the score sheet and say america two to one against Nakaxa and giovanni dos santos was the winning goal off a header like <laughs> that should tell you everything about this in. game yeah, that should tell you everything about this game, honestly. But um, I mean, you know, it was an interesting one, no doubt. Again, I'll, still a lot of improvement to be made for America, but it's not to say that um, we're in a bad situation, also. So we'll uh, we'll keep it going. We'll keep the Stolati train going, and hopefully, see where this uh, where this train ultimately ends at the end of the season. But things again, promising, very, very promising. Uh, AJ, anything else to to add on before we wrap up this? Well, that's it. All righty then. Okay. Well, we're going to move on into CCL Champions League uh, fever here. But before so, I do want to mention Christian Vera saying, David Medrano reported that Frankfurt is interested in Santiago Naveda. They said that they've been following him since his youth and are monitoring his contract negotiation with America. AJ, quick thoughts on this. Um, pretty interesting because the last Mexican that Frankfurt has had was I'm pretty sure it's Marco Fabian and um Carlos Acedo, and it'd be interesting to see uh someone like Santiago Navera go into the squad. And I feel like he has the qualities that Frankfurt are definitely looking for, especially the way Frankfurt have been playing in the Bundesliga. Having someone like Navera could definitely be a boost to the team and continues the traditions of Mexican players playing in um the Bundesliga and playing in Frankfurt. I'm pretty excited as well with the contract negotiation. I think it's because something that is some contract. I think he's like, is about to expire soon, so I think they could try to get him on a free. So that's something that America gonna need to like figure out, see whether or not they want to send Naveda over to Europe or they make him stay for um, another season at Guapa. I, I say make him stay. Look, uh, I I like the kid. I think he's got loads of potential, great talent. He's not ready for that jump just yet. Um, if if you know, I think he needs to break into the first team first. And then, you know, work his way from there. I'm not saying that, you know, keep him here for another six, seven years. No, I'm saying, you know, this, he could easily be out within the next two years into Europe, right? That's no problem. Um, but I think he still needs a little bit more uh, uh, madurez within the club. Uh, and, and I think it, it'd do him good to kind of stay here and, and not, you know, jump, make that jump just yet. Uh, but again, who am I to, to say these? You know, I'm not a professional player, obviously. Um, 
And and so we'll have to wait and see. But the most interesting about this is the contract negotiation. America cannot lose out on this, especially with the situation that we are already financially. You you are not at a disposal to let one of your most promising young players go on a free to Europe without even getting anything in return. And so America really, really needs to uh, you know find a situation, tie him down on 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 a long term contract, and then say, look. We're only doing this because we need we need to get something out of you. We're not going to halt you. We're not going to say that you're not going to be able to go. If they come in and they give us a good offer for you, then you're more than welcome to go. Just like every other player has left, if the contract, if the if the price value that they offered was right. I mean, look at Mateo Soribe, you're looking at Edson, you're looking at, you know, uh, Marchet, all of these players left, with the exception of Guido, because the European team came in and presented um a good amount of money so we'll have to wait and see but that is an interesting thing to kind of keep note and we'll see if whether or not this is smoke or this actually has some traction to it within the next coming weeks uh but yeah i just wanted to mention that because i did know that was kind of breaking news for today as well so um anything else that you've heard aj that you want to bring up or i know christian usually the one in charge of this um that christian gonzalez um rumor i been hearing a bomb and I just have to quickly just, you know, search him, look at his stats, and you know what? Hey, I'll I'll take this guy. Welcome. <laughs> at this point, me as a Barcelona fan, I'm kind of just like, I don't want any Real Madrid player in my, in America. And then after Solari came and the and with the Italians, bro, I was like, oh, oh, open arms, welcome. Because he's done what he's done well at Castilla. He had 72 games play with 32 goal scoring. He's currently playing over at Italy with Udinese. He's only just playing with the Primavera, which is their um, youth squad. He did play one game in the Coppa Italia, but mm, I don't know. I would appre- I would um, appreciate I would appreciate him if he would just you know join the club. And he also did play around Madrid for four games and actually did manage to nab himself a goal. So that's perfect. If, that, if those rumors are true, he does um, make his way to Coppa. Then welcome. We swap deal for Royer for go to Udinese. He wants to go to Europe. He wants to go to Europe, and the rumor was before Bologna want him, and that's a team in Italy. If Udinese are struggling, hey, take Roger. He's good. Trust me. Take when, he, when, he, when he wants to be, when he, when wants, he wants to be, to. and he wants to be in Europe, so maybe he'll show, he'll ball out over there. Hey, so a twenty-three is... year old for someone that's for someone that's well, that kind of almost arrived. Yeah, I mean it's not bad, Roger. We come in tanque. He is a tank, but sometimes. That tank kind of runs out of fuel when we really don't need it to. So, yep, leaves us stranded there. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, it's an interesting thing. Christian will keep us up to date with this. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Eagle Eye Podcast. We'll have you guys up to date with all the rumors and everything going on in regards to that department. Um, yes, AJ. One more thing is, um, I miss uh, so on it. It's like at this point. So now he's going to turn into this team into the Real Madrid B squad at this point. He's just going to take out every player we have in the first squad. And he's like, all right, I'm replacing them with, with all the youth players I work with. Hey, if it works, it works, you know? If we're lifting up title after title, who am I to complain? But I'll take it. <laughs> I, I definitely would as well. Uh, but that pretty much wraps it up. We're going to talk a bit, a little bit about CCL right now in just a little bit. We're going to preview that game against um, Olympia. But before so, I do want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Foot Cult. 
If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys check out footcall.com and get 10% off for everything that you guys like on your order using the discount code EEP at checkout. Again, that is the discount code EEP at checkout to use uh, at footcall.com. Get 10% off there. And again, our co-host Christian is not here today because he is at Footcall. He's at Footcall headquarters right now. He is mocking something up that we're going to drop very, but I mean very, very soon. Uh, We've all had a little bit of work in this. Uh, he's going down there and to kind of just finalize everything. And so I hope you guys like what is coming up. And uh, yeah, if Christian is listening to this, Christian, we miss you. Uh, but take your time because we don't miss you that much. Um, but uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for that. Thank you again for called for sponsoring today's episode. Um, all righty then. Before we go, we need the bet the house shirt. Yes. We definitely do, and and he is definitely working on that. I I I can promise you guys, we've submitted that request, and uh, we're gonna get that going for you guys. Okay, do not worry, do not panic. Um, all right, AJ, Champions League is back. Finally, the true Champions League that I've been waiting for, the Conrad Champions League. I'd only will care about the other Champions League if Arsenal's in there, but that's gonna be quite some time until my team gets in there again. So in the meantime, I'm looking forward to the Scotia Bank Concap Champions League. Finally. Definitely not. Yeah, and that your children's children will never see even Arsenal play in the Champions League. So <laughs> but yeah, you're right. No, it's true. Everyone's gonna keep their eye on the true Champions League match tomorrow. None of this Bayern PSG nonsense. No, 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 sir. The big headline for tomorrow is Olympia versus Nuestras Aguilas. America. That's going to be 7 p.m. Pacific time, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. You guys can catch that game on Univision Deportes, a.k.a. to the N. And um, yeah, AJ, look, I'm excited because Champions League is back. This is a competition that, you know, the board maybe doesn't see it as a priority. But for me, it's a definitely fun tournament. We get to see a lot of these players that maybe don't get full minutes with Las Aguilas in America get some, you know, obviously Chucho Lopez is a huge player that you're looking forward to will he be the cristiano ronaldo of oh this God, competition oh I, so. I hope so get that <laughs> get 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 the bag go to elche or who knows has some first division team in spain becomes that the, the guama and cristiano ronaldo wonderful <laughs> we'll have to wait and see but look this game's obviously um it's kind of written in the stars as the as america goes down we're going to struggle a little bit, but then we're going to come to the Aseca and we're going to completely, you know, take over this game. That is how it usually goes in these in these type of games. But I think I want a stamp of authority from America from the get go. I think I want them to come into this game, dominate as much as you can. It's not an easy matchup because you have to go down to Honduras. Right. It's not easy. But I mean. I saw you grinning and I saw right here. I read that Oscar Jimenez is starting though. <laughs> and we'll talk about starting 11s. And, and I was not surprised. I always expected Oscar to play the first couple of matches. But um, I, I, your thoughts on Champions League, AJ? Very excited. I love watching this tournament. I have plenty of good memories watching this tournament. But I remember twenty was it twenty was it twenty fourteen twenty fifteen when we did La Remontada against Herediano back at the Azteca. That was one of the best moments I ever witnessed in Concap Champions League, and that's what made me love Benedetto so much. And everyone always had to criticize my boy, but it's just amazing. I just love how what this tournament brings. We get to see the best teams in Concap face off against each other, and I love it. And sometimes the underdogs 
they can always come out on top of the end of the day. We've seen plenty of upsets. It seems we see the Giants in, of Costa Rica take down some of the Giants in MLS. And some teams from whether it be in Jamaica, Honduras, Guatemala, whatever, it feels like they're always coming into this match with the, with the goal to defeat their opponents. They don't care who it is. And that's why I like every team is going out there in this tournament with 110% energy. They want to win that trophy and they want to show that they're representing their leagues and they ultimately want to take the trophy at the end of the day and secure their book into the Club World Cup, which is every team's biggest dream to represent their region, their nation in the Club World Cup. Definitely, AJ. And I think you're right. I think those teams have the most to gain and the most little to lose. And so that's why they're going out there with everything. Um, interesting thing to see Chris saying, these Central America teams are known for hitting all game long. So I hope we come out with no injuries. And I think we're all kind of, you know, if this was under Piojo, yes, I think we'd all be nervous to play this game because we'd be like, just send just send the youngsters out there because we can't afford to lose any any important player. But I think that we might be fine in in this case. Um, I don't expect a lot of starters to play in this one, Adrian. I think me and you went back and forth a little bit off uh, off camera as to who we thought was going to play. I know you had your starting 11, and uh, I'll say mine, and then you'll bounce off of that and see where you want to make adjustments on that. But for me, obviously, Os- Oscar Jimenez in net, I think that's already confirmed. Um, we're going to have uh, Brian Colula out on the right, give George Sanchez a bit of a break. I think in the center back partnership, we talked about this and we debated very heavily about this, you and me, AJ, as to who might potentially get to start here. But I don't think Bruno Valdez is ready to get on the pitch. And I, with a, a team like this going out there and hitting everyone every two minutes, I, do, I don't think you want to risk Bruno just yet like that. So I think the center back partnership is going to be Jordan Silva and our boy, your boy, Paolo Maldini himself, uh, Ramon Juarez, and then, of course, at the left-back spot, we're going to put Escobosa. And then um, in the midfield, uh, I think we're going to play with that diamond that we've been playing. Well, not diamond, triangle in that midfield. I think we're going to have Santi Naveda, and we're going to have Richard Sanchez. I think that he might get the start. And then, of course, up top uh, in that camp position, uh, Alvaro Fidalgo. On the left-hand side, um, I think we're going to have Mauro Linus or Chucho Lopez, but I do think it might be Linus. On the right-hand side, we're going to see Leo Suarez or Nicolas Benedetti, whoever is more fit. And then up top, we're going to have Federico Vinas. AJ, what does that sound like to you, or what changes would you make? Um... I think the you said Marlon is my start. I think I actually have I actually have Royer on that left hand side, and I slot Trujillo Lopez in the center mid role. I got on um, Pedro Aquino going in it to get some to get some minutes against Olympia. Um, right hand side, who did you um have on that right hand side? Um, I had either Benedetti or Leo Suarez. I got Leo Suarez on that part, and then I just had Gio and Venus. But I think overall our lineups are actually pretty similar. Actually, no, I did actually have Bruno. About the starting instead of Ramon Juarez, just you know, for Bruno to get some minutes because if anything, he can always get subbed out in the second at the second half and put it for Ramon Juarez. But yeah, it's um an unorthodox um lineup, really. It's a like you mentioned, you're not gonna see plenty of stars in this game because we're trying to save them for the upcoming match because we do have these um this up in this Saturday, so we don't want to put in our best players into this game. Not to say that we're underestimating Olympia, but it's just, I feel like, let's give some of these um, bench players some game time, see what they can do against the Giants of Honduras. 
Definitely. All right. Well, we got a couple of comments here. It says, uh, Chris saying, I can see Trujillo Lopez in, uh, on the right hand, on in, in that lineup instead of Richard on the midfield. Uh, Jacob going with the same thought of mine as you saying, I think Roger instead of Mauro to give him a little bit of a break. Uh, Chris sees Roger starting out on the right-hand side, which potentially could be a possibility. And then, of course, if Roger can't perform against Honduras' team well, then it's over. Know, who can who can he perform? And then, of course, our good co-host Christian saying, "Damn, this show needs me. We do need you, but we need you out in football in, in the football headquarters." So shush, shush, mush away. And um, we got Chris saying, "Chris, Christian, virtual hug, virtual hugs for everyone right now." As uh, as this is our new segment brought to you by Coca-Cola, it is virtual hugs. We virtual hug everyone in the virtual chat right now. So virtual hugs to all of you. Coca-Cola and um, good right now. it does. It sounds very good. Very refreshing. Um, but look, at the end of the day, I think whatever we put out there on the pitch should essentially get all three points. You know, this is not a team that we're going to underestimate by any means necessary. But let's be honest, you know, the talent gap is a little bit, you know, visible and so i think that america needs to go out there like i mentioned have a stamp of authority take the game to them don't kind of just do what every other big team does and it's just like all right we'll hold off then we'll get them on the counter we might score a goal and if we do we're just gonna freaking park the bus and then hope that we walk away with the victory no i think you gotta go out there and you gotta just continuously attack 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 don't give them any breathing space and if you can if you can potentially close out the game with like a 2-0 victory against them, you're going in at the Estadio Seca and you know you're a little bit more relieved and you're saying, okay, now I can definitely save all my starters for the game against Cruz Azul, right? So this is this is a big one because you have to not think about this as just one week out. I mean, one game ahead, but a whole week out in regards to your biggest rival is going to be Cruz Azul, right? And you need to have everyone preserved and ready to go for that game. And so you can't, you you just can't have any uh, any slip ups this uh, this uh, upcoming game against Olympia. So that we next week you can line up, you know, under twenty three players for all I care. At the end of the day, go out there and do your thing. You know, just I just wanted to see the best obvious team in the first leg. Yes, it's only the first leg of um two game series against uh, against um, Olympia. But I want these games to play with heart. Like they mentioned before, supposedly we, um, Santiago Mano said, we're not trying to care much about this tournament. I say Solari and the players see it different otherwise because I don't know what Banyos is saying completely. We're the giants of CONCACAF. We need to continue winning CONCACAF to just show to everyone and the CONCACAF region and the Liga, and the Liga Mankins that we're the, biggest te- that we're the biggest team in Mexico, that we're the biggest team in the tournament, and we're, the big- and we're one of the biggest teams in CONCACAF. And that's what, and that needs to be said. And this game, that's the that's the starting point for America. Start out with on start out against Olympia, and then from there, and then from there on out, just continue cruising through um the tournament. See whoever plays against us, we're playing with heart. We're playing a hundred percent in this tournament. Yeah, and I think that's the the most important thing you have to take away from this AJ is that you know these teams got to go out there and play with that heart, that determination. Hopefully, you know, go out there and have that stamp of authority saying look we're the biggest team in CONCACAF and because of that we're here to we're here to take not just you know the victory but you know a little bit of that uh a little bit of that pride so going into this uh Alex Juarez saying sup guys America needs to win this game Olympia is equipo chico and I mean he's not wrong he's not wrong I don't know if America 
<laughs> shout out, shout out to AJ's dad for saying that. Um, again, not wrong. I, I, I do think that uh, he he merits uh, some credibility right there because I think he's right. You know, like mentioned, biggest team in Concacaf gotta go out there and stamp uh, that that authority. And then uh, Chris saying, "Do we bet the house tomorrow?" Yes, AJ. we're betting the house. Even we're Chris betting the house. Even- all right. Well, oh, wait, no. said, I don't know about the house. I got to see the lineup. <laughs> but you know what? AJ is literally ready to bet the house. I was ready to bet the toilet. But you know what? <laughs> We're betting the house again now. Uh, but Christian's saying his starting lineup is going to be Oscar Jimenez in goal, uh, Brian Colula, Ramon, Bruno, Escobosa, Asante, Chucho, and Gio with Benedetti, his boyfriend, uh, Vinas, and Roger out on the wing. So, um, I mean, oh, oh, I have a little bit something different. You have a little bit something different. He has a little bit different, but you can see where most of these players overlap each other, right? So we're going to be at least 75% correct on this. Uh, No doubt about that. I hope so. Oh, I just hope at the end of this match that Chucho Lopez scores a goal and I'm buying that jersey in a heartbeat. That's all I'm waiting for. (laughs) If Giovanni Dos Santos can score a late game winner, Solari can literally do anything at this point. He might as well make Brian Kluwe the next best right back in this in the entire league. But hey, yo, shout that. out that's to Brian Kluwe, who's I think his birthday's either today or yesterday. Uh, I just saw that because I was I had to go look up a graphic and he popped up there. I was like, oh, it's his birthday. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, it's actually his, it's um his birthday today. Hi, Brian Kalula. Well, you're playing tomorrow, so happy birthday, man. Go out there, score a goal, and, you know, show Olympia who's boss. No doubt so, about it. Interesting stuff right there going on with that. Uh, but, look, I, it's pretty hard to re- really kind of preview this game without really kind of taking into consideration the fact that America most likely will use a B team, a little bit of the C. Um, but... I mean, we'll have to wait and see, right? We'll have to wait and see. But I think we're all pretty confident coming into this game, right? I mean... America should walk away with the with the victory. Yeah, I'd say so. But just looking at the stands, how Olympia are playing in their in their group in their league, they're on top right now. They they have seven wins, one draw, and one loss with twenty two points. And the one play that does stand out that I am actually worried about really is um Jerry Bankson. If people remember him correctly, that was the guy who actually wore a mask. In the game, I think it was in the CONCACAF leaf, if I'm not mistaken. He, he actually even mentioned that in every game of the season, I think from last season until now, he's been wearing that mask. He's just showing for people that wear the mask. It's proved to be useful against fighting against COVID. And he's got a point right there, no doubt about it. But back into the point of just stats, yeah, this man, he's just a goal scorer for um, Olympia. Last time I'm checking on Wikipedia, and I think he's played in 49 goals scored. I think that's really like the only person I'm truly worried about. I do have a friend who is a huge Olympia fan. Um, but can I get I cannot ask him any questions about how this team is going. But if I'm only worried about one guy, I don't think I have to worry about anyone else. So I'd say we're confident going into this match. Definitely. All righty then. Well, I'm gonna ask for your scoreline prediction. AJ, what are you going with for tomorrow's match? I got a 2-0 win for America. Two. Zero win for America. I'm going with, you know, I'm gonna be a little bit more optimistic. I'm going three zero. I think I like that we that. Uh, we take it we take it all the way to the bank on that one. So I'm going three 0 on that one. And uh, let us know in the comment section, guys, 
What do you guys predict for the game tomorrow? Olympia versus America. Jacob going a little bit of a uh, smaller result, but still saying America is going to win this one, one to zero. That's a clean sheet. That's all I care about. Christian going as adventurous as I am going with a three nil victory. I like it. I like it very much. So, and then Chris saying two nil Roger and Vina score. And I think if that happens, it's definitely going to rain AJ. Um, but yeah, are we not so betting the house at this point with this kind of result that Chris is playing? How are you not betting the house? I mean, he's, I, I, I think I, he's building one right now, if I'm not mistaken. So, I, I think that's why he doesn't want to bet it yet because he ain't trying to lose all that hard work he's been doing. <laughs> so, understandable. AJ is not going with a 3 1 victory for America. But uh, overall, I think we're all expecting America to walk away with the three points and then anything, excuse me, not three points, the victory. Anything else besides that, um, you know. We'll see what happens. But Jacob saying, I just changed my mind. 3-0, <laughs> betting the house. And, uh, well, at least, he, AJ, you won't be alone in that aspect. Good. Um, Mention, if you if this is the old CONCAF form where you said three points, then, yeah, this would be three points. But I think CONCAF removed that at the time because they just realized any Mexican team or any American team that gets into this uh, into the um groups, they're already winning at this point. So I guess that's why they removed that entire form. They're like, we're just going straight into elimin- we're just, get- just going straight to eliminations. So I get Definitely. that. Definitely, Chris saying we're betting cousins, not houses. <laughs> we're betting cousins. So if you have a cousin out there, make sure you let them know that you are putting them on the line for this game. And uh, if not, they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be one uh, very very upset cousin that they are now being shipped over to Honduras. Uh, after saying that, I feel like that maybe was not the proper wording, but uh, hey. It is what it is, I guess, on that aspect. But okay, America versus Olympia. Sorry, excuse me. Olympia versus America. That game again, 7 p.m. Pacific time, uh, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. That is going to be live over on to the end. We're going to keep you guys up to date minute by minute with everything going on. And uh, yeah, should be an exciting one as well. But with that said, AJ, anything else to add on in regards to Champions League? The real Champions League. None of that, you know, European, you know, knockoff. <laughs> Um, not really. Just really looking forward to um seeing I make a play in the Concacaf Champions League again. I got to see some Concacaf um Champions League games myself, and they were pretty fun. Marathon um drawing against um uh, Portland, um Atlanta losing Braguzan and actually the Viala Valencia away. So there's that, and um uh, Cruzur right now playing against um Arche. So I might probably catch this game um after the podcast is over. Definitely. The only thing I would want this Champions League to do is to get more of an iconic kind of like intro, like a theme song, right? Yes. Rather than that, that it very is- like upbeat, uh, like you know, I don't know what what to really categorize it. But hey, hey, if they want, uh, if they want me, uh, me, AJ, Dylan, and Christian are more than available to do some humming and some very loud pitch singing. Um, will it be great? No, but will it be better than what they have? Probably. Oh but, my uh, god, that reminded me of the video where this guy's playing like the recorder and making like the bootleg um Champions League theme. I forgot what video it was. Someone put like um Mi Querida Liga or something. They were playing that record in the background. <laughs> I I we need something like that. Someone's gonna someone's gonna make um uh, a version for the concap just with the recording just playing horribly. We might as well take well, that. That's why our theme. Yeah, no, definitely. Chris saying, uh, both of you prefer Europa like Arsenal and uh, United. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Can't, can't, can't discredit you. You guys at least stayed in the Champions League. We, we couldn't, you know? 
Fair is fair. Uh, but all right, AJ, moving on into the next segment, the last segment of today's episode, and that is America versus Tigres. It's quote unquote the new classical, right? With let's face it, this thing that that thing's died ever since it even uh you know surged up in as as an ex- existence of possible classical. Look, America's never had the easiest time going away to the Volcan, but this is going to be another tough road match for America. But seeing as how we are continuously doing good in regards to the league, and if we can continue that good foot against Olympia coming into this game against Tigres, how do you think the team is looking? Um, We're looking pretty good. Tigres, ever since they returned for the Club World Cup, it's been pretty tough for them, especially with the schedules and the punts that they have to be facing. Duca, on the this man's boiler is about to burst just seeing the way his team is playing. And especially now they got to fight. I'm pretty sure this one for a repecha his spot. So they're just hoping for the best. And the last time I did play against Diaz, we won comfortably 3-1, which, as, as you mentioned, if we can do well against Olympia, then we head into this next game. I feel like we could continue our good streak going against Tigres, but as you mentioned, it's no it's no easy feat to try to beat a team like Tigres, especially with the with the caliber of the squad that they have, the caliber of players, they're good. Just it just hasn't been their season really, I think, since the after their um time in the Club World Cup. No, oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think I hit a nerve when I said it was a new Classico. Jacob's saying it's nowhere near Classico. Hashtag Equipo Chico. That's the second time we reference an Equipo Chico <laughs> on today's episode. Um, but Chris saying, yeah, no, the question of every season is Tigres the new Classico? Oh of course God. not. Whoever, you know, the media, the Mexican media that's trying to paint it this way is just ridiculous. Like, they definitely do not have nothing better to do with their time than to try to stir something up when nothing just, should be. Just call, e- just call every game with America this one or any team the new classic because they play against each other every single season. Diaz, w- we just call them our rivals. Is it, like, really where it gets to that classic? I'm like, no. We just seen them so many times in various tournaments, like in, Con- like in CONCAF Champions League. Like, it's like, okay, we hate this team. And they hate us, and it's just a rivalry at this point. Is it a clásico? No, it's just a really intense match, and that's all there is to it. Definitely, Jacob saying, I can already imagine Tuca Ferretti throwing his crutches. Uh, I could definitely see that at the ref, you know, he's just chucking them out there like it's a- it'd be fight. It, it'd be fight night if it was Piojo. I remember back then when every time it was Toluca versus uh, America when they had Hernan Cristante. Remember when Hernan Cristante oh, put yeah, his hands right? I'm like, oh my. God. <laughs> Oh my goodness. No, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh Christian coming with a very good question here. I think the better question is, is there more hype nerves against Tigres than against Chivas? Um, personally for me, no. I, I don't come into this game nervous. I don't come into this game thinking like, you know, I, I am a little bit more hyped, more nervous for the Clásico Nacional than I am against Tigres. Obviously, you have to give credit to Tigres for being the team that they have been for the past decade, but I've never sat there and thought, wow, you know, here we go. Tigres, don't really know how this might come. I always, always fare our chances very well against them. And I think for the first time in a long time, this is the first time Tigres are coming into this one in a very much poor form that we're just kind of thinking like, ah, it's just another game in the season. Yeah, you know? no, they've only had one win in their last five games. And it's been just pretty tough for them. Um, Their last game in the league, they just happened to just beat Querétaro. Really, and that was in the 89th minute scored by Diego Reyes. But this game, nah, I'm not that nervous. If anything, it's just gonna be a, a hard fought match. We're going to the Volcan, it's an away match. America, knowing how it is, 
when it comes to away games, it's tough. It's never gonna be it's never gonna be a walk in a park. Away games, they take a toll, they take a toll on, on the players physically and mentally, especially with the, the amount of away games that we've been having. It so it's gonna be tough. Like we're pretty much having to go um go to Honduras and we're gonna come back to Mexico, but it's gonna be away from our stadium. So there's that but yeah. And I was going to mention that, you know, it's it's, it's back-to-back uh, away games in a, in a huge quick turnaround. You know, you have Wednesday night, and then you have to go come back to Mexico City and then travel to Nuevo León, most likely on Friday. So, I mean, it's just such a quick turnaround. Ooh, I just can't wait. I just can't wait for it, though. I want to see if we could potentially make a repeat like last season because Cordova, he was just having the game of his life against Seagas when he scored two goals. I'll be looking to see that. And considering how Cordova was... And the um, Olympic qualifiers, this man has four goals. He was just unstoppable. He's ju- yeah. he, he was just some other player. And I think at this point, I, I'm not surprised that when he sell, he had a shirt on the knee that says, Ivan, are you happy? Just have a shirt <laughs> just for you. It's like, are you happy? Are you seeing me, father? Ah, I would love that. I honestly would love that. Um, shout out to Brian who who photoshopped my face on Cordova's on award. And say he, he won the... <laughs> uh, he, I can't remember the exact name for it, but if you guys seen it on Twitter, if you guys seen it on Twitter, uh, but a uh, huge shout out to Brian for making that. And then, um, no, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but I, I think the stickers game is going to be a, a, a difficult one only because the fact that this away kind of games have always been difficult. And like I mentioned, the world kind is never an easy place to go. AJ. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Volcan, especially when there is fans, very very intense stadium you just have the fans just yelling at their oppositions and especially when it, when theaters are playing at their home stadium they feel they could stop anyone but this season could be completely different but i'm just excited just to watch this game all in all we're getting we, our last couple of games of the season they're gonna be pretty tough because right after this we're go, we're gonna play at home against olympia but then we're gonna have cruz azul that's another um classical of the season and then we finish the season off as well with another Clásico. So it's going to be pretty exciting to see how Solari can handle this and not complain like a certain manager where he's like wondering to why the league gave us back-to-back-to-back Clásicos. But hey, what do I know? <laughs> that is true, AJ. That is very true. But look, uh, I mean, you coming into this one, it's hard to really preview it because, well, we don't, you know, a lot hinges on the game against Olympia. But... The one thing we can say is that I think Solari's mentality for this game is going to be just like any other one, right? Try to take the game to the opponent, not really sit back, try to dominate as much ball possession as you can and and really have a fluidity with your movement, not just your passing, but your movement as well. Um, If we can have Henry back by then, I think that's going to be detrimental. Um, Not to say that Vinas or Roger can't do the job up there. Um, Cordoba is instrumental, though. I, I would hope that he's ready to go. He did travel with the team today. Uh, to Honduras makes me wonder that he might be ready to see some minutes, but I wouldn't risk him for any reason whatsoever, and I'd save him for Tigres. And so we might see Cordoba return against Tigres, which I think is again detrimental. I think him and Fidalgo are starting to understand themselves on another level, and I think it's going to be uh, an interesting thing to to, to kind of keep an eye out for. Um, but look, I'm not even going to give a predicting lineup here because it's just it, it's really up in the air at this point. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it, it can all be something, you know. Um, but what I will say is that I think America's going to go out there 
dominate as much as they can. And look, if you can pin Tigres back and you can disrupt their play, it's not to say that they have much of it. You know, they're they're, they're the definition of long ball United sometimes. And so we, we already kind of understand what the Stuka ball is going to be, right? It's going to be, they're going to try to be as aggressive as they can. If they get a goal, then they're going to sit back and they're trying to defend that with their lives. I think if America goes and scores the first goal, the floodgates could potentially open. I don't yeah, know no. how you see it, AJ. Uh, yeah, Duke of Ball, everyone knows how it is being played. But at the same time, I just went on the resume just because, like I mentioned, the quality of players that Tigres does have, they're good. But as mentioned before, it they've just been having a really tough season ever since after the Club World Cup. It's just been a tough time for them. Who knows? Maybe Tigres can wake up against Jamaica and just say, we're going to stop Solari's on win streak. Or so I was just gonna say this is just another team, and we're just gonna keep doing what I make it does best, and that's to, and that's taking the game to their opposition and get those three points. And let's hope so, right? Because I think that's what we want to see from America is for the for, for for the latter part of that statement that you just made. You know, go into Tigres, dominate, stamp of authority, and continue it moving. Because again, this is a good setup for what's coming into the next week after that, which is the Cruz Azul game. And like you mentioned, Tigres, whilst they are in the situation that they are, they have caliber players. They, you know, your Genax, your um, your other players that are not Genax that I can't remember right now for some reason. Uh, but Tigres has players that can go and hurt you. And so, you know, don't don't take your foot off the gas pedal. Continue cruising the way you have. And look, like I mentioned, it's going to be a good test for a lot of these players. And hopefully they step up to the moment because, like I mentioned, the real, real test is definitely coming on against Cruz Azul, and we'll see how that one ends up going about. But uh, oh no, I think it should be an interesting game, AJ. Yeah, no. Um, your other kind of players, um, Brian's favorite player is Chaka Rodriguez. Who knows? Maybe he comes up scoring a goal <laughs> and just says, "Damn, I'm trying." I, I can only imagine what Brian felt when hearing that right now. <laughs> he just doesn't want to. He just doesn't want to hear it. I'm just waiting the day that Chaka. Goes to the World Cup with us again. He ends up scoring a goal. At that point, I'm just saying to him. And, you and, went, and lifts us the World Cup trophy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you imagine oh, that? That would be the day. I mean, the day he probably gets himself a Chaka Rodriguez jersey. He's like, I was wrong the entire time. I was wrong. We're going to get Brian on the podcast. And we're going to have we're gonna make a bet. Like, Brian, if Chaka Rodriguez scores the winning goal in the World Cup for Mexico, you need to tattoo his face <laughs> on any part of your body. And let's see if he's willing to take that bet. I could already hear him just saying, see me in my office after what you just said. See me in my office. <laughs> Shout out to Brian if he's listening. Uh, but going back to this whole America Tigres game. Uh, yeah, look, it's it's going to be an interesting one. We're going to have you guys covered for everything again. Make sure you guys follow us over on all our social media platforms. Uh, this is a game where I believe... Christian has you guys covered for it. So, uh, you know, shout out to Christian. He's going to keep you guys up to date minute by minute. And then I got that Cruz Azul game coming up next week, too. So this is going to be a good one. Fun one and an entertaining one. Um, but alrighty then. AJ, anything else to add on before we wrap it all up? Um, No, that's just about it. All right, definitely. Look, at the same time, uh, we just want to apologize again for that last week kind of blunder. Uh, again, that was on me. I was in Oakland. I was. Oh, by the way, huge shout out to everyone who reached out to me when they saw that I was in Oakland and wanted to hang out. Look, 
if it was up to me, I would have gone out with all of you guys that that reached out to me via Instagram. Um, unfortunately, work just didn't give me the time. I was getting out of the office like almost around 8 p.m. Um, and I was knackered. I, you know, I did just I was tired and I was just ready to hit the haystack. Um, but a huge shout out to everyone. I know um, AP Junior, you know, you were one of the persons who reached out to me. Thank you so much. Um, our good friends from over at uh, L3 Podcast, they reached out to me as well. Um, so, again, thank you to every single one of you guys who did reach out to me. Um, if I am ever again in Oakland, I will promise to make a, a you know better timing uh, for, for us all to get together. And uh, if I am ever around there, make sure, you know, you guys hit me up again. I was just really much amazed and, and blessed to to be able to receive those invitations from all of you guys. And you guys truly are the best for, you know, reaching out. And so thank you again for all of that. And I, I, I do hope um, that we can all meet each other very, very soon, you know, after all this is over and uh, we can all go out and, and for tacos and uh, first rounds on me because I, I, I hate, I hate leaving you guys like that. Um, but yeah. All righty then AJ, I think that pretty much wraps it up for today's episode. We'll be back uh, later on this week, potentially Friday or Thursday, most likely Friday was what me and Angie were talking about. We'll talk about all things. Hashtag Lady Aguilas. Fuera Cuellar worked and Cuellar is actually Unbelievable. out. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Especially after that game against Chivas, I was just saying, there's no way this man can stay at this club anymore. And then when I saw um, the announcement, and then even at the Zoom press conference, he's just like, yeah, I just handed my resignation letter. There'll be no questions asked. I thank the club for everything they've done, but more about that on Friday. More about that on Friday. We're very excited to talk about this. And uh, look at that. Who who ever thought we were so happy to talk about a defeat about America Feminine? <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah, has, you guys do not, not want to miss. Yeah, no, you 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 guys do not want to miss any second of it. So make sure you guys tune in on Friday, same time, seven p.m. Pacific time, uh, seven p.m. Pacific. Um, and yeah, look, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. So you guys do not want to miss that. But to all of you guys who are out here today, thank you so much. Uh, do not believe the lies that Christian tells you. I do pay for the first round of drinks when I do say it's on me. So do not believe this man. He, uh, you know, <laughs> what do you say? We need you to show this, Christian. Oh, see, Jacob's saying he doesn't believe you. So there you go. There you go. Look, look, el que invita paga. There you go. <laughs> so uh, like I said, it's on me. So don't worry about that, guys. Um, again, thank you to every single one of you guys who were out here today. AJ, thank you so much for taking the time out, my man. I know that you were busy, you know, get, getting those games going. So, uh, again, to, to, to all of you guys out there, Jacob, the AP Jr., Chris, Christian, I know who was unfortunately here. Um, you know, AJ's dad, Alex Juarez, everyone, every single one of you guys, and every single one of you guys listening on, on Spotify, iCloud. Um, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you guys again uh, next week to talk things, all things Las Aguilas de la América. We have more Champions League to talk about, and we have the big one coming up next week Cruz Azul versus America. America versus Cruz Azul, whichever way you want to spin it, it's going to be a good one. All right, then you guys take care. Be safe out there. Please wear masks. And if you guys can, go get the vaccine. It hurts, but I promise you it's worth it. I'm kidding. It doesn't hurt. Alrighty then. You guys have a wonderful time. See you guys until next time. Take care. And as always, Arriba America. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. 
and subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 